On this episode, we subject ourselves to the pain and punishment of Fifty Shades of Grey. Flophouse. I'm Dan McCoy. Yeah, we are. We are the Flophouse, and I'm Stuart Wellington. <laughs> and I complete the trio of flavors known as the Flophouse. Elliot Kalen the is the Neapolitan name. ice cream that is the Flophouse. From Monopoly. I call chocolate. Uh, I'll be vanilla, and you... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, how gracious of you to take the one everyone knew you were going to be. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not... I, I mean, I know that there are connotations vanilla. I just don't want to get stuck with strawberry. Uh, yeah. Strawberry? Strawberry. 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 <laughs> <clears throat> uh, okay, I'll, t- I'll take it. Okay, I'll so what do, we, what do we do on this ice cream-based podcast? Uh, this is a podcast where we watch a bad movie, and then, for the enjoyment of your ears, we talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> and maybe, or unless you're one of those people who listens by putting something against their jaw and feeling it's the vibrations that synesthesia. Or and that's per- not what that means. <laughs> Perhaps, like the people in this uh, movie we watched, you wrap the earbuds tightly around your genitals. Yep. I and don't remember anyone wrapping It's called rap music, <laughs> and it's catching on. <laughs> in a big way. I tried this rap music, and I We've did not enjoy it. <laughs> Whatever, Grandma. <laughs> um, so this is... A, wait... So wait, I thought all grandmas were rapping grannies. No, yeah. the rapping granny actually passed away recently. Well, there was more than one. I mean, uh, in our hearts, there's only the one from Billy Man. No, we were, we were going to wait to the end to singer. do an in memoriam section, but I guess we'll do it now. Yeah, dear rapping granny, you touched our hearts, you and touched our bones. ears, <laughs> and occasionally our funny bones. Yeah, um, is that it? That's it. That's a whole. <laughs> that, is that it? Is that yeah? <laughs> I thought there was going to be some sort of no. Like, that was no, s- s- save that. that little joke for my eulogy, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> and I, as I look at Stewart's body, I just think, is that it? We don't is get that, more. Is that all there is to a Stewart? Mm-hmm. Is that all there is? Is a soul is only seven pounds? I, I totally want to see Dan. I don't want to see you die, Stewart, but I do want to see Dan's celebrity all-star eulogy of Stuart Wellington. <laughs> Or it's just he's just standing in next to the casket, and he's like, "Well, who's this to talk to about Stuart? It's Michael Caine, everybody." Uh, I told Stuart to blow the bloody doors off, <laughs> and he just breaks down crying. By all accounts, Stuart was terrible, but the house that he he paid for was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So Stuart is Stuart's Jaws, Jaws four in this scenario. Um, so Dan, we, we already watch, got way off we track. We watch a bad movie and then we talk about Tonight it. Tonight we yeah. watched a little movie called it's a Fifty movie. Shades of Grey. Spank, spank, spank sounds. <laughs> sex sounds. Let me just tell you how I felt about this movie. Fifty Shades of Great <laughs> is not how I would describe it. <laughs> Maybe I should have finished that sentence. Or not phrased it so I, was, I would say 50 I was shades of the shades, grape. and there were 47 <laughs> as, uh, at most. Well, one of the problems was the lack of shades. It promised yeah. a certain number of shades. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We didn't see them all. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get to the meat of this meat pie. 
gross. <laughs> now, as we Let's all know, past the peas and the, <laughs> I'm guessing some kind of starch. Yeah, yeah, like the little, crust little, and potatoes. Oh yeah, like the little blocks of potatoes, like little potato cubes. Yeah, potato blocks. <laughs> it's a toy that kids get. Stack them, whack them, put them in a box. <laughs> potato blocks. Jack them. <laughs> shellac them. Uh, <laughs> potato yep, blocks. Crack them. The only you can't toy that crack we- a potato block. Not on my watch. <laughs> potato blocks. The only toy that you're be- under arrest. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was that police car like laughing? <laughs> it was. It was, it, it was a British police car. It was a police car that <laughs> being driven by Muttley from Wacky Racers. Uh, I just gonna say my tagline: Potato blocks. The only toy that'll be covered in ants in a week. <laughs> Now, everyone knows Fifty Shades of Grey, the, the inspiring true story about behind it, how a little underdog uh, piece of Twilight S&M fan fiction <laughs> took the world by storm and became a publishing mm. bestseller. And I think other Introduced wo- uh, bored ladies across the world to the, advent- the pleasures of spanking. Of being tied up and spanked. And Not I think, always bored. I think... <laughs> I think mostly bored. Okay. I think non-bored ladies already knew about the pleasures of spanking. Oh, okay. Mm. Well, Dan's making an assumption. Mm-hmm. Now I'm making an ass out of you and me. Which is great, because this is all about butts, this movie. It's mm-hmm. Dan's favorite film. <laughs> now, Dan, do you? I was going to say, I think the world's reaction to the book can be summed up by my sister's experience. My sister, I remember saying, well, I read the first two books, and I didn't like them, but I guess I'll read the third one, too. See, I, I, will, I will go one better than that, which was my wife was like, I read the first book, didn't like it, but it's got to get hot in the second book, right? Read the second book and was like, okay, well, that's where I stop. <laughs> they must be saving the hot fool stuff me, for book three. Fool me twice. Uh, shame on, I guess, the person who wrote Fifty Shades let's of Grey. Let's say Jenny Grey. Yeah. Now, and uh, of course, the really hot Lady stuff. Lady Grey. Lady Grey. Jennifer Grey should not be ashamed of anything, <laughs> especially her nose. Uh, it's... <laughs> It was written by her father, Earl Grey. Oh, no kidding. Of the British nobility. We were on vacation. I distinctly remember my wife being like, okay, so when does it get sexy? It's got to get sexy any moment now, right? And you were like, skip to the end. Well, I think that like, she was like, I mean, she found it like compelling. <laughs> on the last page, it just says, then we did it. The end. <laughs> the writing was super terrible, but she felt found it compelling enough to just like keep going. But like it never got transgressive in the way that she kind of assumed it would. Mm, grandmas and badgers, that I kind just, of thing. No, I just never, like, it, <clears throat> the reputation of it, I think, is is greater than the actual Well, because here's the material. thing. I think, it, like you're saying, it was for a lot of people who are very non... Vanilla? Non, to, very, yeah, very to vanilla To borrow lives, my flavor? Very Dan McCoy lives, and not, yeah, yeah, yeah. not the lives that maybe we follow, which is as sophisticated yeah. New York perverts. Yeah. You know, and we're a bunch of cosmopolitan... Pansexual... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're attracted Hedonistic. to pans. <laughs> we have sex with all sorts of pans, cookie pans. Uh, uh, yeah, we usually go to pox, nightclubs that are pan, frequented uh, by businessmen and women step on scorpions for our amusement. <laughs> yep, yep. If it's <laughs> they pierce them with their uh, their high heels. Yeah, it's just just geishas throwing hedgehogs at each other. <laughs> Basically, if if Chris Claremont would send Storm of the X Men there, that's yeah. where we go in our spare time. <laughs> Some place where someone will control our mind and force mm-hmm. us to dress up in leather and then, I guess, fight each other. Mm-hmm. And then, but then we all, we all have really terribly done ethnic accents from different parts of the world. You know, yep. Cajun, Irish. That's Speaking of great accents, this movie has one in space. Yes. So let's, let's, I'm going to level do the plot in a minute, but let's talk about the strengths and weaknesses. Strengths, 
butts. Yeah, there's Weaknesses, a lot of butts in this movie. Very bad accent on the main character's part. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta our our uh, our. Are, also, the movie is about as sexy as like a driver's ed film, but continue. But there's a, you know, one of our sister podcasts on the Max Fun Network, uh, Jordan Jesse Go, actually has talked a lot about how uh, the uh, the accent that uh, European people put on when they try and do an American accent. And this it's kind of their version of the hello, governor, oh, that we do when we try yeah. to do an English accent. And this film has a doozy because Christian Gray is an Irishman mm-hmm. who is trying to sound American. And he would say, that he would talk kind of like this. This is the way he talks. He's very, he's very American. It's, it's <clears> similar <throat> to in Monty Python episodes, whenever they're playing American characters, they would over enunciate all their R's and other letters at the end of words. And I remember watching that as a teenager and be like, ah, oh, so that's what we sound like to British people, huh? <laughs> We're just over enunciating the shit out of all of our letters. Which sure. is weird because I would assume that the Brits are the over enunciators. Except at the ends of their words, they don't. Yeah, like the they letter just drop R it off. at they the get end bored of the word they the must end. never say. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, I know where the sentence is headed. <laughs> we all know what this word sounds like. Let's just cut to the chase. Save a little time. <laughs> Yeah, we're so busy over here. That's how we can stop for tea every tea. day. We have to. There's scones that need to be buttered and marmaladed. Speaking of buttered, Dan, so let's yeah, rate it on I the Dan scale of butts. Five out of five butts. Five butts. Look, as someone who enjoyed the uh, ass, someone, as someone who enjoyed the sitcom uh, Ben and Kate, as and, someone who enjoyed the sitcom Butt House. <laughs> And thought that a family uh, of butts just trying to make it in the big city. Dakota Johnson was very charming, and Ben and Kate. I was like, yeah, sure, I enjoy that her butt is on this in this movie. And boy, is there a lot of it. And there's yeah. one scene in particular that I find. You take a trip to South Dakota. Mm-hmm. That's her butt. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what it's labeled as on the map. Clever. Mm-hmm. There, there's, You're welcome. There's... <laughs> you get the Pulitzer Prize for butt jokes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'll dedicate this to Dan. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Dan was the favorite, too. That's the thing. Yeah. You pulled through in the end. Yeah, you know. I'm more of an aficionado than, like, I, I respect it too much to make light of this. I see. There's one scene shot in the movie where uh, <laughs> where yeah. uh, the main, Anastasia, the main Dakota Johnson's character. Anastasia Steele. Anastasia Steele is uh, tied up and about to be hit with Describe like a riding prop. Act, Elliot. She's yeah. about to be hit on the butt with a Slower. riding prop. And the way the shot is framed, her butt is enormous. And Christian Grey is in the somewhat background. It's very forced perspective. And it looks like a tiny man yeah. is being confronted by a giant butt. It's yeah. like, it's supposed to be Sexy, but again, it, yep. it seemed like something out of a Terry Gilliam movie. It seems like, like a dream of how I might die someday. <laughs> yeah, like this is the kind of force perspective like that used to Like a going to start blowing like a smoked fucking airship or something. Or just that, like a tiny spaceship would land on it, you know? Anyway, gives a whole new meaning to the word moon. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> So let's talk. Tell the story of this sexual tale it of won't sexual take that long. sex. <laughs> it's surprising this was an over two hour movie, and yet there's not a lot of story in it. So Anastasia Steele is your normal literature your normal student, mousy college student, kind of a mousy brown haired college student, and uh, her roommate never Kate, been kissed. Yep, yep, and, <laughs> and by kiss I mean fucked. <laughs> <laughs> but no, she's she's a virgin in this before she uh, engages in all, yep. all all a manner of. Deviant sexual Yeah, act. well, it's her very innocence that probably attracts the mm-hmm. sexual predator known as Christian Gray. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because, you see, her roommate Kate, who is supposed to interview 
the 27-year-old billionaire, Christian Gray, or I assume he was a billionaire. He's just supposed to be like – he's one of those wealthy businessmen. Let's say zillionaire. Okay. And leave it at that because mm-hmm. he's, he's got zillions of dollars. He's one of those wealthy businessmen in movies who can just buy whatever. Mm-hmm. Like he, it's never quite clear what he does for a living, but he has any all the money he needs at any moment. I Even mean that's I think the way like truly rich people are though. I mean like they can buy whatever. Yeah. I don't think that's weird. No, but it would have been nice to get some sense of like – what he does other yeah. than just being in business. It's like Shaz- He's a rich guy, Elliot. Yeah, like Dan suggested, he probably invented masturbation <laughs> and is making millions of dollars yeah, he's got of the it. patent on masturbation and whoever masturbates but it's like the has line- to, you know, kick him back a few bucks. It made me think of the... <laughs> a few bucks? <laughs> yeah. Every time? Are you, saying, are you saying it's not worth it, Stuart? Uh, I, I mean, I, I guess I'm... I'm not very good. Maybe <laughs> maybe I'll watch this movie. I don't know. You're Stuart, not very good. I've been watching you, and I'd like to take you under my wing. <laughs> okay. Come into my playroom. It's a place where we can Stuart, masturbate. Are you saying I'll you're- do it <laughs> as long as I don't have to sign some super long contract. No, the contract is necessary. <laughs> oh, man. Because we need to have rules about when we can look at each other, I not like, while we're <laughs> masturbating. I like oh, the okay. idea that- Also, who can borrow whose magazines and videotapes? <laughs> I like- okay, but when I borrow them, I'm going to give it back to you. Paused right at the moment when I finished, so you're gonna know exactly what I'm into. That's, totally okay. <laughs> that's a joke from our uh, our mutual friend Bill Hickey, who I believe based that inventor off of, of the kiss of the same me, name. <laughs> me yes. giving him back a porn movie <laughs> and that had not been rewound, <laughs> yep. and so he knew exactly. Yep, that's exactly what it. scene tickled my fancy. What's weird it was it was one of the dialogue scenes. <laughs> I like the idea. Now, that, what was that movie, Dan? Do you I, remember? I don't it was, recall. It was Jane Bond 0069. That's that is versus what it Thunderballs. Is. That is exactly what it is. I remember. But, uh, I'm not familiar with that one. I like the idea. And that, what was the scene? I don't want to get into it. It might Probably have been a scene with Odd Joint, but I'm not sure. <laughs> That's the Irish cabbie who early on seems to have some kind of rubber thing on the end of his penis, but as soon as they actually start having sex, that rubber thing is gone. Now. We've su- now we've said more about the plot of this James Bond porn you watched what James twenty Bond. years ago yeah. than uh, than this movie. So let's just talk about it a little okay. more. So she goes to repl- her roommate is sick who can't interview this wealthy entrepreneur. So she goes and there is an instant sexual attraction between the two that is noticeably unnoticed by the viewer of the movie. I mean, it's noticeable because she bites her lip. Of, she does that the all mode. the fucking time. She, but I've, her the, dentist has got to be going crazy. I mean, the way this she, might be like a version of Deep Throat where her clitoris, instead of being in her throat, is on her lip. Gross, she, she just keeps biting This it. movie is so listless. I assume she just, she just keeps biting her lip to stay awake. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. the way you would, like, you know, like, pinch yourself. It's just like, oh, God, I got to make my way through this scene. I'll just yeah. bite my lip real hard. Uh, but she does. That's that's her main way of expressing arousal is by biting her lip, mm-hmm. or by like slamming a pencil that says gray on it up against that lip. <laughs> yes. that uh, pillowy gnocchi like lip she has. Now well, Christian takes an interest in her uh-huh. and follows her to her place of work, a hardware store. Emphasis on the hard in Gross. hardware. And uh, he says, "Okay, you know what? Let's get together and I'll do a photo shoot for the article you wrote about me." Uh, and then he invites her out. They have coffee, and they talk about how she reads books. He sends her a, a gift, first edition copy of Tess of really? the Gerbervilles. No, alas. But that does mean that we've seen two movies now where a guy tries to win over a girl by giving her a first edition of a book. <clears throat> what do you think? Is that a new trend in Hollywood? Look, man. Girls like books, man. I'll, uh, I'll allow it. Like, if, if, if we're thinking that literary is the new sexy guys... Huh? Yeah, I thanks, mean, Game of on. Thrones. 
Let's do it. I mean, we're all we we all like books. Yeah, I guess we're all nerdlingers. We are nerdlingers. <laughs> the department store that sells nerds. <laughs> After Gimbals went out of business across the street. Yeah, gumballs. <laughs> well, we sell is gumballs here. Why do we rent out the entire Woolworth building? <laughs> we saw the M and M store, and we thought that that business model's got to work. <laughs> Turns out, it doesn't. It's terrible. <laughs> I mean, it's a high street location. They expect to lose money, but to raise the uh, the Eminem brand, right? Well, no, they sell tigers and other endangered animals <laughs> out the back. Those, those gumballs are actually a lost leader for the uh, LCD televisions that they sell <laughs> in the back. Gumballs get them inside, but so the TVs is the moneymaker. It's just a it's just a lost leader for the LCD sound systems that they sell <laughs> yep. in the back. <laughs> And the Miami Sound Machine. That is a <laughs> contemporary music reference from Elliot Kalin, everybody. That's right. So write it down. Write I it down it. in the journal. I did it, everybody. So uh, Anna goes out on a date with her friend Kate and mm-hmm. drinks too much, calls Christian, and is kind of a jerk to him, which he is totally intrigued by. He tracks her to the bar she's at. Never had a, I have never had a girl be a jerk to me. <laughs> That's kind of what he sounds like. And, uh, As she, an American man, I don't understand this experience. <laughs> uh, she throws up in front of him, then passes out. She wakes up at his like, hotel no, room. no, no, save your throw up for my chest hair. <laughs> <laughs> so that is a waste. He's, he's becoming the Swedish chef over time. Like, yeah. and how much, I am a wild and crazy well, guy. How much better would this movie we, have been if it was the Swedish chef? It was called Fifty Shades, Fifty Chefs of Grey, <laughs> or Fifty Swedes of Chef. Spanking her with spatulas. <laughs> It's just, it, and it's it's clearly just Jim Henson's hands <laughs> operating the hands of the chef. I mean, I read that Henson biography. He was a lady killer. Yeah, and then uh, he murdered seven ladies. <laughs> they oh, called wow. it the Muppet Murders. But I also like what we've discovered, which is that Irish guy trying to do American accent equals Swedish accent. <laughs> he has a little bit of accent math for mm-hmm. you. Yeah, sent it to the Journal of Accent Mathematics or. Jamma. <laughs> so, do they start dating now? I don't so remember. So they kind they, of start dating. Besties. Uh, it fi- she finds she wakes up in his hotel room and he says, "No, we didn't do anything last night. I didn't sleep here. I don't sleep in g- beds with girls." Uh, and then there's all this Gross. like it constantly everything. <laughs> Too much farting. Everything. <laughs> there's TMF going on here. Too much farting. Maybe mm-hmm. it's because after making love, I always feed that feed the woman I'm with a full bean dinner <laughs> for energy <laughs> to regain yeah. the energy they just lost. Yeah. You've lost your precious bodily fluids. I take you gotta a, build I, that I shit take a Gatorade up. bottle, empty half of it, fill it up with beans, <laughs> beans, and shake it up. I call it Beanerade. Beans, kimchi, <laughs> post, and Brussels sprouts. It's, it's the, it gives you the post-sex electrolytes <laughs> you need. <laughs> Sprinkle a little spirulina on top and add a little almond milk. I then I have them do a whole bunch of squats. It's, uh, <laughs> it's basically like uh, kelp dust. Okay. Then I, what? Then I give you an ab massage to really get the gas working up. Yeah. Anyway, it's at that point that I learned that uh, spanking is kind of like a fart release <laughs> valve. So uh, anyway, long story short, I don't sleep in beds with girls. Uh, Christian Gray has been kind of They've been doing a lot of what I would call non-uendo, which is like it's supposed to be double entendres and innuendo, but it just comes off as stupid. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he tells her something like, 
about how like if she was his, he'd have control over her, and then he bites. He, he takes a bite of the pe- out of the piece of toast she's holding in her hand. Like well, he says, she rude. wouldn't be able to sit down or something. Oh yeah, that's what it says. If he if he had had sex with her, she wouldn't be able to sit down. Because we've even. seen the trailer, and we're like, he means spanking of, or something else. Is it like butt stuff? Yeah, probably the buttest of stuff. stuff. (laughs) (laughs) The most butt stuff. (laughs) uh, So they start going out, and he reveals to her that uh, he has a room full of like whips and stuff, and harnesses and clamps, and like yeah, which as he said, it it looks like it looks like a weird like museum of stuff. Yeah, it's an evidence dungeon without the evidence. Yeah, speaking (laughs) of evidence, like I was hoping there was going to be like a bunch of pictures of Nicki Minaj or like other (laughs) butt models. Is that what she is a butt model? Is that actually Rose? I said other butt. She was a recording artist. (laughs) You know that famous butt model J Lo. I mean, she probably could be if she wanted to. No, I'm aware that that's <laughs> no. within her power. But that's not like her primary. Like the girl who played six on Blossom? She was yeah, a butt sure. model, I know, right? No, I yeah. don't know what that means. No, that's true. Is she modeled the girl butts? Who became, it was six on Blossom. The like, girl who became six. <laughs> the, girl who became, the man who was Thursday, the girl became six. No, later in life, uh, she was a butt model for uh, butt-focused magazines. Like, what magazines would those be? Like, Butt know. Fancy? King butts. Magazine. Uh, I think it was King Booties National Buttographic Cheeks um, (laughs) With a Z Yeah Uh, Split Hams Uh, Stop please (laughs) I thought this was a foodie magazine I bought it in Whole Foods after all (laughs) Whole Foods has a surprisingly large porn selection (laughs) All softcore Okay. Come on, this cool. is a wholesome food. Yeah, yeah, very tasteful. The for the freshest produce and the freshest software <laughs> porn magazines. <laughs> hey, like sexy ladies but are afraid of nipples? Pick up Maxim. Like great taste in food and your pornography? Come, come down to Whole Foods. Come down to Whole Foods. We spell whole without the W, though. <laughs> <laughs> this is the grossest weird, episode like, yet. Oh yeah! I mean, I think we are everyone, earning our explicit I, rating. I think everyone assumed that when they saw the title. <laughs> that we were yeah, like 50 people, Shades of Sex. People saw it on their downloads and they're like, "Gross!" They were like, "Skip, delete, Marcus played." <laughs> no, they were like, "All right, I'm going to save this one till midnight." Yep, the witching I'm hour. All alone in my bed. Yep, <laughs> just me and three dudes. Just me being sad. <laughs> Now uh they start he shows her his uh his playroom where he has all his stuff uh and he says I want to start seeing you but first you have to sign a non-disclosure but. agreement you can't tell anybody about this and it puts limits on what we can do in the bedroom uh and there is and she reveals that she's a virgin mm-hmm. uh and so he which has, drives him crazy which drives him mad with lust he kindly yep. Uh, Danes to have regular sex one time. Because she would not stop for sex, he kindly stopped for her. It's that kindly there. Kindly. (laughs) Did you just try to make a sexy word out of kindly? (laughs) Richard Kind. (laughs) But uh, the point is, he was like, oh, okay, you're a virgin. Let's do it regular style at least once. Yeah. Just so you know what that is. So you know how freaky the stuff I'm going to do is. You know the baseline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, she, she wouldn't he could be have that just into tricked it. Her. He could have been like, 
Oh yeah, this stuff. This is normal. This is normal. Sex. Yeah, this is just sex. It's yeah. like raising your kids to think salt's pepper and pepper is salt, so yeah. they go to their friend's what house. What kind of and weird dog out. tooth experiment is that? Why would you do that? It's hilarious. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. You should never have children. Well, you know. After the accident, I don't think I can have children. Oh, right, the accident. Yeah, mm-hmm. with the visas. Gamma radiation blasted my ball sack. That's why you now have the Incredible Hulk balls. Don't make me angry, or my balls will kill you. <laughs> Your balls are wearing these purple pants, and then shred into They're adorable. <laughs> ball shorts. I bought them on Etsy. Sadly, they get destroyed every time I get angry. And because they're handmade on Etsy, they cost $55 a pair. But and I'm they're very, very small. They're, I'm very popular when I wear them around Brooklyn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, so they have sex regular style for the first time, yeah. and she is enamored She's of it. Loving She's it. loving it. But she decides to play hard to get, and they have the one funny scene in this movie yeah. where, and uh, this is where I'm going to take a moment before I mention the funny scene and talk about it was surprising me to see in the credits as we were, the movie started that Danny Elfman did the score for this, and it is Danny Elfman at his least inspired. And I love Danny Elfman's classic scores. Beetlejuice. Nope. <laughs> Tales from the Crypt. Batman. Even his theme for Perversions of Science, I think, is a, is a fun Danny Elfman song, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. He's one of the top movie scorists, as far as I'm concerned. He's right up there with, like, Neil Morcone and Bernard Herrmann and those guys. Mm-hmm. But Angelo Badalamente. Yeah. Marco Beltrami. <laughs> All your favorite Italians, <laughs> and uh, but this is the laziest Danny score. Elfmani. And they're but they're they're <laughs> Danilo Elfmani. Hey. Close by Danny Elfmani. <laughs> Those famous redheaded Italians. Danny Elfman suits provided by Jenna Elfman. <laughs> she just drives them over. He doesn't even provide, know where he's provided from. by Oingo Boingoni. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, but there, there's a going. part during this. There's a scene where she is act. She treats their negotiation over their sex contract like a business meeting, and the music is like. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. But it's also it's like, like goofy music. But it's also dun, dun, like. Dun, 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 dun. It's genuinely. It's a genuinely funny scene. It's like the one. Boom 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 boom. Yeah. Boom 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 boom. Hear the blues are calling, toss salad and scrambled eggs. <laughs> Thank you for being a gray and so forth. No, but we're just gonna do. I gotta say X-Files. X-Files. Yeah, it took me a while, too. X-Files. Okay, then what about this one? What about this one? How does the Millennium (laughs) theme song go? (laughs) (laughs) How does Harsh Realm go? It's got to be. How does the VR5 theme go? (laughs) (laughs) So, um, no, but this is genuinely. How does Space uh, Above and Beyond's theme go? (laughs) Misfits of Science. Anyway, this is uh, a. This is actually misfits of Seinfeld. <laughs> genuine. <laughs> What's with all these misfits? We got the government running after us. I gotta say, this is a genuinely funny scene, though, because this is her being like, "All right, clause four, anal fisting. Uh, we're gonna strike that out." And it's like, okay, and it's like, what about vaginal fisting? Definitely not. <laughs> like, she's like, section three, genital clamps, remove. Yeah. 
and it's like a funny scene. It's, it's, it's I mean, clever. it's no, it's, it's like, no night at the opera contract <laughs> scene. No, but if you're gonna, if you're gonna do like, and there's a no sexity clause. That's that's what he would if say. If you're gonna do like this bondage, like uh, this bondage sex movie, like I think a little like levity, like a little enjoyment of it. Sure. Like it's it's well, funny. people forget the most erogenous zone. Is the funny bone? I mean, it, I don't it, think that's true. It acknowledges well, penis is kind of like okay. funny bone. It acknowledges <laughs> that there's something inherently funny about having to like negotiate these different like yeah sexual things and like a genuinely sexy movie about uh, a dominant submissive submissive relationship. Secretary is a funny movie too. Like yeah. it's got a lot of there's humor. Well, Leave it, it to comedian James Spader. <laughs> To bring the Jimmy Spades <laughs> and Maggie G. Hall, but it, it's it recognize that movie recognizes that even if something titillates you, there's something absurd and ridiculous about what sexuality is just about genu- sexuality is genuinely that silly. If nobody's the, laughing, you're not doing it right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, I told know, my parents <laughs> while they were having sex Wait, when you were sex coaching them. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Stuart Walking, sex coach. They, they hired a sex. You've got, you've got like a timer around your neck you and a saxophone. For some reason, I, li- I liked it. It's one of two scenarios. Either you have a saxophone, so you can set the mood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That two, one of two scenarios. Either you set them down. You're like, mom, dad. I noticed something's not working. We got to get your game up. Or they hired a sex Put coach. Put my through, sunglasses on. They hired a sex coach through Craigslist, and you showed up, and it was like. Uh, mm-hmm. well, I'm a professional. Let's just do this thing. I had to yeah. pretend I was somebody else. I put on a fake mustache. Yeah, you called yourself uh, Gewert Booington. <laughs> but it's also... Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a terrifying last name. <laughs> it's also... <laughs> oh, you're a ghost. I'm like, my parents were ghosts. <laughs> I don't... I'm part go- I'm a ghost American. <laughs> I don't want to get too much into... Oh, well, so, but we were saying that there's something, like, absurd about... The way people act when they're having sex, what turns them on, the thing, and secretary yeah. gets that. This movie, for the most part, does not. And it's Exit less... to Eden gets that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> but it's less. It's a less sexy movie as a result of being so like super serious. But what were you going to say? You don't want to what? Well, but I, also I would say that like I don't want to get it. The... I don't want to get too deep into like the politics of. You're in uh, too deep. I don't want to get into deep. Shades there's no turning gray. back now. No, yeah, but I there's. There's controversy over Fifty Shades of Grey uh, from a number of sources, like from some people who are like bondage people who are angry that this uh, stupid book has been used as a bondage handbook, like when it should not be because it's obviously not for that or where whether where it treats bondage and S&M as a pathology that has to be cured, which is not that it's that Christian has I mean, has, a, get a has, right. a, has a psychological the, problem, and that's but, all, but also like there's you know like people have problems with the idea that like this woman has to sign this contract, and that you know like they, there's like there's feminist, feminist critiques of this, even though this was a largely like feminist or, or not feminist but largely female like sensation as erotica. But I will say like this is one of the few scenes in the movie where like. The female character shows her own agency, where she's like, "Yeah, she uh, opens up the Anna Steele agency." I will not do this thing. This thing I'm into, but let's strike this thing. Yeah. Well, it's all that like she is showing. I am entering into this as a consensual as an partner. equal, like consensual partner. Yeah, yeah, and that you have a hold over me, but the game we're playing is that you have a hold over me. I have a hold over you, and that I am providing to yeah, you. I'm allowing you the thing these you things. want. Yeah, and that the only the fun of this is that it is a fake temporary thing that I am agreeing to. Right, and that later on when she says, 
it that, that uh well anyway they have entered this relationship and they do it they do that they they hit each, he hits they her a lot and they, they have do. sex and like they go on a glider trip and a helicopter trip <laughs> the longest glider trip <laughs> half the movie is them is him hitting her with riding crops and the other half is them in different forms of aviation <laughs> just like flying around and visiting each other's like parents like shots of them smiling in a glider so but by the end of it she's like She's mad at him because he's not going as far as he wants to go, and he finally does, and he's just hitting her so hard, and she doesn't enjoy it, and it ruins their relationship until the cliffhanger ending. But it's like that it's fun for her and that is this, that this is a fake game. If she was actually at the mercy of a man who was hurting her, it's not. There's no pleasure yeah. for her in that. And I didn't read the books, because mostly... Not because you I just was don't not have a lot of time, in you know. Yeah, you know he's a busy man, professional. No, no, no. I'm just, yep. Look, if he's gonna get through Dance of Dragons, come on, he doesn't have time. I like I like sex stuff more than most people. We all know this about me, but uh, it was mostly because they were terribly, terribly written. <laughs> like they gave me a fucking headache to write, read a paragraph. But it is my understanding. Yeah, that's exactly. And there's a thin la- line between head pleasure and head pain. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's my understanding that the books. Uh, even though they were written by like a female author, were were much less sort of like sensitive to that uh, distinction, and uh, maybe that the movie like corrected a little bit in terms of like making them a little more equal. <sighs> There's a lot of this movie though that just comes down to like a men are from Mars, women are from Venus type thing. Yeah. It's like he doesn't want to get emotionally involved, and she wants more of a regular relationship, and like that's the tension in the movie. Yeah. And like he wants to spank her, she wants to dance. All silly. Yeah. Like, you could tell when he's spanking her, like, she's turned on, but she'd really rather watch Top Chef with him while eating a pint of ice cream. Yeah, and he wants to wear sweatpants, but only... No, he, he only, only, wears, he only wears, wears weird fucking <laughs> cut-off jeans or, like, fucked-up jeans. Over no he, underpants. Under, of course not. He wants to feel the, the yeah. denim against his erection. So we can see, the like, the root of his penis once. <laughs> yep. There's not really like a nudity parody here. No, oh no, of course. Well, it's the same way that we see his butt a couple times. I guess it's similar to uh, on the show The Americans, which is a great show that I love. There's a scene where Carrie Russell and the actor who plays the male lead—I always forget his name—Matthew Reese. Matthew. Let's just say Mark. Let's just say Jonathan Jonathan Reese. (laughs) So Jonathan Reese Davies and Carrie Russell—they have a sex scene, and the next scene is. He is still fully clothed, but like his pants are undone. She is fully nude, lying on the on the bed with her mm-hmm. uh, on her belly, just completely naked. And it's That's such how they a do it in Russia, dude. <laughs> I guess so. But it was such a it was such a startling moment of like, we know our fans are not interested in, as much in seeing the naked guys and the naked ladies, so we're just gonna go in with Mother that. Mother Russia. Sex has you, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's Jackoff Smirnoff, the, uh, <laughs> Jack- <laughs> the, the guy, Russian sex comedian, the guy who jacks off into vodka. <laughs> he's he's Russia's number one most wanted criminal. <laughs> we must find this man who has sullied our find national. In Russia, our criminals want alcohol. you. I mean, they do, yeah. They they want to steal from you. If vodka you drink is cloudy at all, please return to factory. <laughs> I, so report report the point of purchase. So we will know. We know that Jackoff Smirnoff has probably been in the area. All points bulletin. Jackoff Smirnoff sighting. In we believe he has resettled to Branson, Missouri. <laughs> Sounds weird in a Russian accent. Yeah. Jackoff Smirnoff. Try briefly Broadway show, but not not interested. No, no not it's a wanted. 
<laughs> no one Kelly wanted in Russia. to pay $60 to see Man Jackoff into bottle of vodka. In Russia, Calcutta, oh you. <laughs> so yeah. do you think the... Vodka. Vodka. Do you think Christian Grey buys all Yakov. of the sex toy shit through like a international mail catalog or is there like a salesman in a store who's <laughs> like... He probably goes to Macy's and gets so it. He's so yeah. excited. It's his biggest customer. I mean, ever since... Uh, I mean, I don't know where you buy that stuff. I mean, there's sex shops all over New York. I guess that's where you'd buy that stuff. Yeah, but he's probably got like a specialty one where he there's like one his, salesman. His chauffeur to go buy him. Like he sends his chauffeur to go buy her some clothes at one mm-hmm. point. And to go have sex with her roommate. That's her his brother. Oh, okay. That's his chauffeur? His chauffeur is his brother? They have a weird <laughs> dynamic. Okay. He lost a bet to him, and now he's chauffeur forever. <laughs> you get to be the billionaire. I get to be the chauffeur. Fine. His brother's a genie, and he tricked him <laughs> by rubbing his bottle backwards three times. <laughs> Which, wait, I don't understand. If makes... you rub it backwards, it makes a genie your servant. <laughs> <laughs> no, that happens anyway. That's what a genie does. But if you do it right, they if you ask for more wishes, if you rub it I backwards, it just sucks the genie back in. <laughs> <laughs> but what is just backwards? Like... <laughs> there's no, like there's an arrow pointing the way to, to rub yeah, the lamp? Yeah, frontwards is that way. <laughs> Towards the spout. But you've got to do it both ways so that your hand gets back to where it was to rub forward again. Yeah, you won't get enough friction to coax out a genie. <laughs> Come on. This Unless is genie rubbing 101. You're jacking the genie out of there. <laughs> Look. I get, but I guess that's what Chris, Christina Aguilera is saying. If you want to be with her, uh, you yeah, got to rub her the right way. way. It means frontwards, not backwards. Both ways. <laughs> Sidewards, not topwards. I wish that. Uh, it's not like around the spout. That'd be weird. I wish that. <laughs> that doesn't work. Just like teasing know. it. Just yeah. teasing the Take, genie lamp. Tickling the tip. Lamp. I mean, that sounds pretty good. That's not a, What I understand is why don't they just. There's always that lid at the top. Just open that up. Enough with the lamp rubbing. Yeah. Just open it and let him out. Oh, no. So anyway, they break up, basically. She's horrified by the punishment that she that he gives her. And they break up, and but they it's clear. And boy, they, does he punish her! It's clear they still. He's have a like lot. the star of the movie yeah. Silent Night, Deadly Night. He whips <laughs> her like six punish. times, real hard though. Well, he 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 does pulls a Punisher on him on her and <laughs> brings her into a one man war against the mob. <laughs> sure. I mean, that's the thing. Like the sex in this movie is certainly not particularly transgressive at all through most of the movie, and then when it's supposed to get super like crazy at the end, it's just him like. He goes down on her, dude. Like he's slightly harder he's than he harder did than before. Yeah. Before, well, when the, he pulls out the cat of nine tails. <laughs> well, that's when his Irish accent. Top of the nine comes. tails to you. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Just hitting you with a cat of nine tails. Ah, da, 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 yep. da, 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 da. This is for taking double rations of grog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, this movie is going to be a sex movie. Let's fucking do it. Let's, let's Whoa, are you, fucking do yeah, it. Yeah. It's too intense, Dan. Let's do it. Let's go all out. I mean, it's like a sex movie in that they have like songs with singing in every mm-hmm. sex scene. Every, as I was saying, you guys and were watching And glider it, scene. All the, the soundtrack feels like a 17-year-old girl made like a, this is the music I'm going to listen to when I have sex with my boyfriend mix. Mm-hmm. And it's all songs that are like vaguely like R&B sexy or like adult contemporary music like, sexy. Fade into you. <laughs> <laughs> like uh hey hey, hey, hey. <laughs> return to innocence <laughs> in my dreams never quite as yep. it seems sail away sail away sail these away. wicked games are <laughs> wait 
No, you're combining you're combining foolish games by Jewel with wicked game by Chris Isaac. <laughs> yeah, it's a mashup of the great century for a teenage girl to have sex to. <laughs> yeah, it'd be great though if, if for me to poop on. She's yeah. about. No. The the, the uh, she's they're about to ha- they're about to have I mashed this. up these two songs as we're about to mash our genitals up together. She puts it in her contract that uh, that she controls the music. Mm-hmm. So as he's about he's like tying her up, he's undressing her, but they're listening to like Jewel. Yeah. <laughs> these hands are small, yeah. I know. Yep. <laughs> I went to see the doctor of philosophy. <laughs> yeah. Throw me into shallow water. I almost once uh, there was a cornflake girl. <laughs> thought there was a real solution. Yep, these are all. And I say, hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Walk on I'm the water. It's like her sophomore year in college power mix. Yeah. yeah. Earth becomes. Wait, no. For all the listeners, we're we're aware that guy music is stupid too. Yeah, but we like it, so <laughs> um so it's the time. hardest to learn was the least complicated. <laughs> He's like, all right, I gotta stop. Like, you know what? Forget it. I, I cannot, cannot achieve an erection this. listening to the Indigo Girls. I'm sorry. Um No 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 no, but uh, but uh you can... but at least a lobe song is about to come on. That'll be okay, right? <laughs> nope. <laughs> you say I didn't even see I'm a CD player in that room. I mean, it means It's that probably hidden. He's very wealthy. Oh, yeah. He has a whole sound system there. So, uh, time to move on to final judgments on this movie. I feel like we haven't gotten across how totally dull the snorifying. movie was. How snorifying it was Multiple for sex, sex scenes movie. involved us all looking at our phones. <laughs> not a pornography or anything, just like Twitter. No. Just whatever. I have, I think whatever I, was not the movie. I think <laughs> I have never felt less interested in watching people have sex than I've had in watching this movie. I'm going to say, like... And, it, there's, and there's a lot of reasons And you've that. seen your parents have sex. And they were very good at it. That's the thing. They I made like it a lot. show. They put on a show. That's They had a sense of, there's an audience here, let's make it worth their while. There was Verve. What were you going to say? No, I was just Yeah, gonna, the band Verve was there. Uh, is that a band? I was going to talk about whether this was a good, bad movie, a bad, bad movie, or a movie we kind of liked. And I honestly... Cat <laughs> is really wanting attention from me. I honestly, the cat's like, I liked it. I honestly feel like this. <laughs> I thought it was meow. Exists beyond our categorization because I wasn't, I was not bored necessarily because it was about sex, but I was not amused enough to make it a bad, bad movie. But I did not like it enough to recommend it. Yeah, it's why well, I was, I was fairly bored by it. Okay, there was certainly so a large bad, chunk bad. near the end I would say certainly where... less bored during the sex scenes, but still pretty bored. There's a large bad. chunk near the end where you're like, What's, why is this still a movie? Yeah. It feels very much like There's somebody... There's no plot in the movie. Well, it feels sure. like somebody knew they were not going to tell an entire story, so they're like, we're just going to give you a little... We're going to give you a taste of this shit. Yeah, and also but that they're, they knew... It's like they knew while they're making it, we don't... These stars have no chemistry... Well, they hated each they, other. They hate they each other. They seem to other. hate being in the movie. But it's not like like uh, Sean Young and Harrison Ford hated each other, and Blade Runner still has a sense of attraction between the two of them. You know? Yeah, but like, I don't know about that. The, uh, I mean, they're both sex robots or whatever. Yeah. But uh, the, the let me. I'm going to reveal a little bit too much about about what porn I've seen. Yeah, no. There's this. There's a Cinemax show. I think it's the one called Best Sex Ever. Sure. And there's this. It just it, where the woman takes radio call-ins. And uh-huh. there's a scene where this and people are supposed to call in and tell their stories, and it's hilarious because, like, I guess they're just describing sex that they had. But yeah. uh, there's one that starts with the story opens with. 
two women having sex in a bathroom. And then the host goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't just start there. Start from the beginning. And they start the story. And the moment when you didn't know how those women got to that point had more suspense in it than this whole movie. Okay. Like this professional movie had less suspense than the opening moments of like a Cinemax TV show. By the way, I like that. Smash cut. <laughs> Smash cut to ancient Rome. <laughs> I, I like that, by the way, Stuart, your uh, course light uh, has a, a legend around the top of it that says the silver bullet the world's most refreshing can. <laughs> I wish it had a real legend around the top of it. <laughs> like about a guy who stole gold from a witch a or something. Of, it was a legend of Alan Ruck. <laughs> yeah, oh, he's everywhere, even on Coors cans. Uh, who do you think tapped the Ruckies? <laughs> uh, Stu, what do you say about this movie? Oh, wait, it's Final Judgments? Yeah, Final um, Judgments. Yeah. It's Final Judgments. I don't know. I guess it's bad, bad. It's hard to say. Mm-hmm. You, did, you never got erect, is what you're saying. Uh, well, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Danny Elfman was involved. Um, what do you think, Dan? No, I said. I okay, said Elliot. What, what's your I judgment? I already said bad, bad. I found it very okay. dull. So Stuart abstains. So um, <laughs> yeah, so it's an abstinence. <laughs> Hi, I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. We're brothers, and we host podcasts called My Brother, My Brother, and Me. It's a comedy advice show, and if you like podcasts, and I assume you do because you're listening to one right now, you gotta come see us live at the Pacific Northwest area of America, and also Canada. Yeah, we're coming to Portland. We're coming to Seattle. We're coming to Vancouver. We're gonna be there August 28th, 29th, and 30th. I wanna buy tickets to the Portland show. Tough. They're sold out. Pretty good, pretty good advertisement so far. But there are tickets still available for the Seattle show and for the Vancouver show. If you go to bit.ly forward slash MBMBAM Seattle and bit.ly forward slash van MBMBAM, tickets are still available there. They are assigned seating and they're going fast, so don't miss your chance to get them. Go right now. Go. Do it. Don't wait. And also, the Medical History Podcast I do with my wife, Sawbones, another Max Fun show, is going to be there as well. It's a big show. It's going to be a huge show full of fun, full of excitement. You won't want to miss it. Gosh, we hope you've heard of our shows before. (laughs) Or else this is just very weird for you. We're brothers. We're experts. And we're live, baby. Hey, you like t-shirts, right? How about a mug? Are your walls looking a little bare? Visit MaxFunStore.com and cover all of these bases and more. We just added some amazing new shirts and posters. So visit today and outfit your home and torso with the freshest MaxFun merch. MaxFunStore.com We do have a uh, letter sponsor. 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 For the program. And that is Squarespace. And that is Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh-oh. <laughs> The Flophouse is brought to you by Squarespace. 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 The all-in-one website platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website. Squarespace offers beautiful templates, integration with Google Apps and Getty Images, and a feature called Cover Pages. For a free trial with no credit card required and to start building your website, go to squarespace.com and use the code LOP and get... 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace, 
Build it beautiful. Now, Dan, what does it say that I was more turned on just now thinking about the possibilities of getting a domain name from Squarespace and setting a website than I was while watching Fifty Shades of Grey? You are a genuine pervert. That's what it says. It just like there's so much potential there. Mm-hmm. So much potential. Mm-hmm. It's like f- a blank sheet of gray paper. Yeah. So many shades of possibility. You know what? I look at Squarespace and yeah, I think I'm like the, uh, the artist at the end of Sunday in the Park with George. So many possibilities. So uh, it's time for letters. Space. Letters from listeners. And uh, this first letter has a... Right into the letters. What? Has We're a title. Right in there. <laughs> what stop, would we do before we got to letters? Probably nothing. Uh, there's nothing I can think of. Stop teasing it. Uh, this first letter. Hey, everyone. It's letters time. <laughs> Sexy this time. Sexy letters Sex. time. Spanking a letter. <laughs> It's kind of weird. It's paper, so it gives really easily. But try it. Do you like it? You don't. Ooh, paper cut. That's got to (laughs) hurt. Don't touch any salt. That'll make it hurt worse. Mm -hmm. Unless you're into that. I'm not, personally. But maybe you are. Write us about it in your letter. Like one of those R. Kelly joints. <laughs> you mean a goosebump? R. Kelly's goosebumps. <laughs> Don't look in the closet because R. Kelly's there. <laughs> Scary. R. Kelly and R. L. Stein finally worked together. They've been looking for a project for a long time to work together on. All right, that uh, gave me sexy a little... oh, letter segment. Oh. Letters for sex. Sex for letters. Have you had sex with a letter no. lately? <laughs> All right. You can't have sex <laughs> without no, S E X, and those are letters. That's enough. Okay. <clears throat> this first letters is brought to you by sex. <laughs> this first letter. Also, all people in the world. Yeah. Brought to you by sex. At the beginning. You need it to make people. <laughs> At the beginning of this letter, it says, uh, "Brace yourselves." It says. Please read on or before March 2nd, 2015. <laughs> wow. Dan, did someone die because of your negligence? Is this letter bad? Are we going to get sick after we read it? We had a backlog of so many letters. Uh, I apologize to this listener. We're not reading it on or before March 2nd, 2015. I have three weeks to live. No, Please but here, read my letter. here we go. Here we go. Uh, we're, let's try and make it up to them. Dear Floppers, I'm writing this letter in honor of my second wedding anniversary to my lovely wife, Bethany. I practically forced her to become a Flophouse fan in her first year of marriage. (laughs) In a Fifty Shades of Grey type situation. And thanks to Stockholm Syndrome, she now loves the show. Her favorite cast member is Elliot. And her favorite part of the show is always the letter jingle. There you go. Elliot, if Dan isn't already screwing this letter up, (laughs) double screwed it up by reading it too late. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> then can you single? Can you single? Can you sing a jingle about my wife as part of my gift to her? Here's some info for the jingle. She's a personal trainer with a great caboose. So hands off, Dan. She loves her cat and dog, and her favorite band is Hollow Notes. Hands off, Dan is uh, another nickname for Dan. Thanks and keep it lopping. He doesn't have hands. He has hooks. <laughs> yeah. Chris, last name without P.S. Stewart is great. So this is their yes. wedding anniversary. Uh, well, it wasn't. And on and before March 2nd. Happy belated anniversary, Bethany. Sorry missed you. Blame it on Dan. Dan was too busy thinking about cabooses on mooses. I've heard things that are about you. Like, for instance, tell me again. She loves your, our cat and dog. And her favorite band is Hall and Oates. Hall and Oates. 
Give them your votes in the best band election. And Dan has an erection, thinking of cabooses. But hands off, Dan. She's married. Two years as of March. <laughs> so congratulations. Sorry. Sorry I sullied your wedding anniversary jingle with talk of Dan's erection. And sorry I buried this letter. <laughs> You, I mean, you know, it's a couple of months late. It's not. It's it could be worse. Oh yeah, I mean, if you gave your wife an anniversary for present, better or for worse, you three know? months late, who you know, she'd be totally okay with it. Mm-hmm. So basically, your best excuse is that uh, you wanted to make letter kimchi, and so you buried this underground for months until That's it right. fermented. It's fermented. Bethany, we're sorry we missed you. Man, hope so that many your songs. husband kissed you <laughs> on your anniversary with him and you and me. All right. You were there? Uh, I mean, according to the song, yeah. Yeah. I have no memory of it. So, Probably because of Project X. <laughs> this next letter goes like this. I am writing in response to your query regarding the rights to a certain Mr. the Crypt Keeper. My fiance <laughs> is the granddaughter of William Gaines of EC Comics and no. creator of Tales of the Whoa. <laughs> I think that once we're married, that technically... Makes her my legal property, so I'm sure I'll just automatically uh, <laughs> get the rights to the comic book version of the Crypt Keeper. I was thinking we could cast the Vault Keeper and the Old Witch alongside him. Hmm, maybe we need a fourth to run out of the main cast? How about the Crypt Keeper's, Crypt Keeper's less attractive, less charismatic brother? He can keep his... Stan Crypt Keeper. <laughs> he can keep his disgruntled cab driver persona. Sounds perfect, I know, right? I think that they should be single and still looking for love in their twilight years. We'll call it <laughs> the Golden Ghouls. It can't Solid. mess. All I ask is an executive producer credit on it and a job as writer on Radio Zork. Sincerely, Ben Last Name Withheld. P.S. My 18-month-old nephew wanted to investigate the curious figure in the corner of my fiancé's parents' basement, but as I carried him closer and he realized it was a life-sized crypt keeper, he was suddenly terrified, covered his eyes, and just kept repeating, no, 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 until I took him back upstairs. I laughed and laughed. Good old Crypty. <laughs> so you traumatized that kid. That's what I would laugh at, too. <laughs> then you go downstairs. Kids and need the- it. It makes them stronger. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. It reminds me, I think I might have told this story about when I was a kid and there was a big cardboard display for child's play in the video store, and mm-hmm. I was terrified by it. I thought it was so frightening. This enormous Chucky doll. Why? He's just a doll. That looks really mean and evil. He's got blood all over him. Yes. Was he holding on like a knife? Or? He was holding a knife, too. Yeah, there you go, Stu. Yeah, it's not like Come he was on. holding like a chicken dinner or something. He was holding yeah. a knife. Well, then I it guess. would be delicious. I'd say, thank you very much, Chucky. You're a great doll. <laughs> like, you're gross, but give me that chicken. It's- it was also because when I was a kid, maybe you guys had this, when you're a kid. I feel like Chucky's scarier because he's small. When he's bigger, he becomes less scary. <laughs> well, if it's like a guy in a big Chucky costume, then yeah. But the, when you're a kid, you your imagination is somehow much more horrific than when you're an adult. So, like, I imagined that horror movies were way worse than they were and that Chucky was just, like, cutting people's eyes out or just, like, you know, putting, you know, uh, like, putting knives across in people's, people's tongues eyes. And like, in eyes <laughs> and stuff. a lot stuff. of face stuff, a lot, But, like, uh, like I, had no, I didn't really know what the limits were in horror movies. So when I finally saw them as an adult, I was like, oh, they're just, like, stabbing people mostly. Like, occasionally there's an axe in a head, you know. Or, like, he tricks somebody to fall down an elevator shaft. Yeah. And at the bottom of the elevator shaft, there's a bunch of broken glass, so they also <laughs> get all cut up. <laughs> yep. Anyway, why would you traumatize your, your what was it, nephew? Just for funsies, I think. Just for funsies. <laughs> 
Next letter goes like a, this. Et cetera. Uh, in a recent et cetera. <laughs> In a recent episode, Dan mentioned he would like to learn how to play Pinochle. I was conscripted into learning Pinochle. So you put Pinochle. peas on your knuckles. I thought we talked about <laughs> we this. We talked about it. He tried to balance them. The secret is glue them on there. <laughs> into learning Pinochle as a small child when my grandfather needed an extra person to round out his table. I live now as a broken person with an encyclopedic knowledge of strategies to maximize meld and card decks that can't be used for any other game except bridge, but fuck that shit. Pinochle games can last for hours and require the addition and subtraction of negative points. Trying to find people to play with you is a losing game against mortality. It is, in short, the forlorn sigh of a card game. Congratulations on your new hobby, Mr. McCoy. <laughs> Don't feel bad about card counting. It's the only way to win. In complimentary question mark news, I was listening to your podcast while helping my mom recover from surgery. The following is a direct quote. Is that that guy from that movie? They sound stupid, but it's actually funny. I don't know what guy or which movie, but thanks for a hilarious and bright spot my day. Yours truly, J.J. Last Name Withheld. J.J. Abrams. J.J. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jameson. Uh, like he knows how to play Pinochle. J.J. Hunsecker. Uh-huh. Uh, so thanks. I feel like that's the kind of thing that people say about this podcast a lot. Yeah. It sounds stupid, but it's funny. Except this episode. Just yeah. stupid. And sexy. Yeah. Well, this is erotic. the sexiest episode. This is the most erotic episode. <laughs> Call this one the... Wait, what's an erotic it, pun on Flophouse? Stick it in your ears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. Jam it right in your ears. No. Gross. No. Put it Please in your don't ears. ever do no. that. It's invading Wrong. your brain. <laughs> Can I get... Invading your brain. <laughs> oh, the romantic so, invading. So what is this, like, brain scan or something? <laughs> yep. yep. Where you put a CD-ROM into your, I guess, video player. It's and sexy like a David Cronenberg movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, David Cronenberg, real sexy, yeah. Uh, last letter of the evening. Hey, do you like oozing tendrils? <laughs> then you'll love David Cronenberg. Do you like orifices? Uh, last letter. I recently... Uh, orifice and Eurydice. <laughs> the classic Greek myth of the, of the two lovers who had real gross, goopy orifices with, like, videotapes in them and stuff. I recently had the pleasure of catching a rare showing of Robert Altman's long-lost masterpiece, Corns a Poppin', during a special gathering at the MoMA, featuring ancestral overtones so strong they just become tones, more songs than actual plot, and literally every single character screaming their lines at the top of their lungs. It was quite possibly the worst movie I've ever had the pleasure of laughing at while being so feverish I thought I might die. Great title, though. Have any of you ever experienced the same, watching a movie by a veritable master, one of your favorite directors or writers, and being incredibly disappointed, or even not disappointed, but just deeply and sincerely confused? Keep on flopping the house down. Sincerely, John, last name withheld. So, um, big, big swings and misses by favorite directors. This is a tough one. I mean, I mean, every director has their disappointments. Yeah, know? I mean, like Hitchcock had a bunch of them, but they're mostly just boring. Like, well, not- but also I feel like there's something about an older director where it's like, as soon as you're done with one of their bad movies, you can go watch one of their good movies. There's something about when a direct you're really looking forward to a movie from a director you like a lot, and it comes out and it's not good. Like David Fincher is not one of my favorites, but I loved Zodiac. So I was like on board for whatever was next, oh, and then he bro. came out with Benjamin Button, and oh, I was like, man. "What?" And I just remember like after the first half hour, I'm like, "What the hell is this?" And as the movie, went, I'm like, "Seriously, this? Wait, what? Like this is the same guy?" 
Uh, for me, I think it. I think it was one I saw. I saw Lovely Bones. Oh, oh geez. yeah, and you know, one of like, your favorites too. And yeah. That is such a bad movie. Like King Kong, bafflingly like, bad. King Kong is not great, but it has some great moments. I like King Kong a lot, but like, I feel like oh man, Lovely Bones. Is I just never so actually bad. saw Lovely Bones. I have to admit, I do did, not. Could not it bring is myself comically to watch bad. It. I it's like, like comics. Do not want <laughs> is Spider-Man in it. Imagine a movie that is like based on like the. Abuse and murder of a young girl. Keep talking. But then it's like shot like a Hallmark card. And then it has like Stanley Tucci as like the most like he's like a cartoon serial killer, basically. So Freddy from that Nightmare on Elm Street cartoon. Like he's Mm -hmm. a clown, but he's also like (laughs) a dude in the neighborhood who like kills children. Yeah, it's not. It's not. He's good. a cartoon serial killer, like uh, what Fenwick from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yeah, yeah just assume he was killing people in his spare yeah. time, right? I mean, my experience has just been mostly disappointment, not like this is comically bad. Like I remember watching Intolerable Cruelty and being like, okay, well, this is not a good Coen Brothers. Movie. Yeah, I mean, when the Coen Brothers have failed the few times they have, it's not comically bad. It's just like painfully bad, like that in Lady Killers or there was. A, I was not expecting anything of it, but I remember when I was like. 13, I think, my grandmother and I went to the Museum of Modern Art, and they had some, uh, I think the movies that were showing were all, like, writers who directed movies. And we just went to whatever was playing that day, and it was, uh, was it Dead Men Don't Dance, or whatever it's called, the Norman Mailer movie. Uh And I remember we're watching it, and it was so bad, and there's a part, they're at this party where everyone is doing cocaine, and this woman... Uh, goes this doorbell rings. This woman goes, "Oh, it's my boyfriend," and she takes off all her clothes and then walks to the door, and it's somebody else. She's like, "Oh, forget it." And then uh, something else stupid <laughs> happened, and my grandmother just goes, "This movie is not for us," and walked out and left. <laughs> and I was like, "Was it because she thought it was inappropriate?" No, it was just terrible. Like it's it's, but it means we walked yeah. out before the great moment of, uh, "Oh man, oh geez, oh god," whatever it is that Ryan O'Neill has. Yeah. Where it's where some of the it's like the acting moment where he begged Norm Miller to cut it out of the movie, and I also find that like often with like directors I like, it's not so much that they had like this one like crazy outliner liar, it's they had like a depressing slow decline, like I don't know, like John Carpenter or Joe Dante or something, where it's just like okay, well each successive movie I like less than the last. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sort of making me sad. <laughs> Um, You're welcome. Yep. <laughs> you yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. We're bringing it down on a bleak note. Yep. Ending letters. Okay, Ooh, so that was sad. the last letter, huh? Wow. And I thought the worst sad, part of the yeah. letters thing was going to be my sex song. Yeah. Nope. That was the best part. Um, Happy anniversary, well, let's, Bethany. Let's wrap it up then. Sex letter segment. It's over now. Sex letter segment. Oh, and how? <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey, it's the sex episode of the Flophouse. No, nope, don't, don't talk into the microphone. <laughs> don't do that. You ruined censored, my song. Censored, Sexy. Redacted. <laughs> um, Find someone you love and hit them lightly on the butt. That's sex <laughs> in the movies. I guess technically. They it's might, real groovy. According to the contract, it is. Yeah, they might be into it. Yeah. So what do we do now, Dan? Say goodbye. No, no, the final segment. Burn this thing. No, final our purgatory is not yet over. <laughs> is to recommend a movie that we liked. Uh, I'll go first. In opposition to the movie it's that we just 50 Shades made fun of. of. <laughs> yeah. No, it's called Fifty Shades of Grey. I'm going to recommend a little movie that's also 
Starring pretty, Mike Huckabee. Pretty sexy. It's about a freak. It's from in a, a castle. <laughs> it's from a tiny little country called New Zealand. <laughs> New Zealand. <laughs> New Zealand. New Zealand. It's called What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, I want to see that movie. It's what I would file in my video store under vampire comedy. <laughs> so what else is in that? Embrace of the vampire. And, and uh, like, what? What, vampires kiss? There's yeah. the love at first bite. Love yeah, at love at first, first bite. bite. Dracula, Dracula dead and loving it. <laughs> that, Transylvania I mean, 6. That's always under staff picks in the vampire comedy <laughs> section. It's a, this is a huge category. <laughs> I never My realized. best friend is a vampire. <laughs> Abbott and Costello meet uh, Frankenstein. Yep, that's a nice Dracula in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it. what we do in the shadows? Uh, it's a New Zealand party. comedy. Um, it is Dracula a, Spring Break. It is a mockumentary, I guess, mm-hmm. about a group of vampires who live together in a house in New Zealand. And uh, how is it pronounced? New Zealand. <laughs> To, to quote Lobo Morunga. <laughs> Lobo Morunga. <laughs> and yeah. uh, they're preparing for some kind of, I don't know, some kind of like dance or get together of other vampires. Oh, Fearless Vampire Killers. Yes. It's yeah. another comedy. And uh, it, or pardon it, me, it features Jermaine yeah. Clement from uh, Flight of the Concords. I'll tell you what's Jermaine to this Jermaine? situation. Jermaine. There's Jermaine. no R. Uh, I'm going to say it normal. Jermaine <laughs> Clement. Uh, but it's very, very funny. Uh, and it's great. And it's funny. And you should watch it because it'll make you laugh. Uh, weirdly, Reese Darby's in it, and that guy can that guy's, say that guy's whatever the funny. fuck he wants, and I will laugh. Yeah, we're werewolves, not werewolves. Exactly. <laughs> but um, I, I, I watched. I went on a train trip this weekend, and I watched. Oh, two movies. new! You're watching movies on different <laughs> modes of transportation. Trains and I watched, planes. I watched trains and planes. Two movies. <laughs> And one of them was what we do in the shadows. Trains, planes, and automobiles. That's why I went first because I was worried Dan was gonna snake my bacon. <laughs> I gotta say, I you know, <laughs> I, enjo- I enjoyed what we do in the shadows. I did not laugh as much as I expected to. I don't know. I I think I might be a little here's because your funny bone got broke. I think I yeah, might. I thought it was your knee that got injured. Not your, I might not your be, laugh parts. I might be a little um, tired of semi impro- semi semi improvised. Comedy documentaries. I okay. think, like, I think that the I found it more droll than I found funny, but I did think it was good. Droll man gonna, versus the demonic toys. I'm not going to argue that it wasn't good. <laughs> and now I'm going to. He has no chance against those demonic toys. And now I'm <laughs> no. going to. He doesn't he's have got, a blaster he's or anything. Got witty bon mots. Yeah. Yes. And now I'm going to totally uh, get rid of any credibility after saying that <laughs> I didn't find that as funny as I thought it would be by recommending the movie I'm about to recommend, which is the other movie I watched on the train was Lucy, which I enjoyed oh. a surprising amount. I've been hearing that's a fun movie. I'm going to say that uh, for the flop. Is that house, Lucy that's okay. the movie you wouldn't let us watch because you yeah, thought we might enjoy it? because I thought we would like it. And turns out I'm recommending it. So, so we could have done an episode on that. Elliot uh, and I have to watch it together now. Yeah. Wearing our pajamas. Yeah. Cuddling. In our jammies. <laughs> cuddling. What? No, Here's we're each going to be. Weird. He didn't put that in the contract. We're going to be sitting cross legged in front of the TV with big bowls of cereal. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, a, lot, a lot of people have recommended Lucy for us to watch on the show and for the show. And I don't know. Like, I feel like there's a certain, there's like levels of sophistication. And there's a level of sophistication where you're like, that movie's stupid. And there's a level of sophistication above that level where you're like, that movie is deliberately stupid. 
And I feel like... Yeah, which category does it fit in loosely? I think that loosely it fits in the second category. So loosely fits like, that category loosely. I feel like that loosely, movie... Loosely, ...is deliberately, extravagantly, exuberantly dumb. Okay. And that's what I liked about it. It was... A lot of adverbs for one movie, Dan. I feel like a lot of people uh, took that movie on because of the stupid 10% of your brain... Yeah, the limitless bullshit. Bullshit. And that is bullshit, but they just use Imagine it. a future of limitless bullshit. Does she, does she drink any limitless blood to get super powerful? Yeah, she drinks some limitless aid. <laughs> uh, but I, I just think that... I don't Limitate. think you took my question seriously. <laughs> people looked at question that... Question rescinded. People looked at this stuff and they're like, oh, this movie's stupid. Whereas I feel like they would have accepted that bullshit if they're just like... Oh, this if they is just a, use more of their brain. I get it. No, no, no. They would have accepted the bullshit if they're just if they like delimited themselves. If they were just straightforward, like this is a superhero movie. And like, oh, okay, this is a superhero movie. I will accept whatever bullshit you throw at As me. As opposed to like a super gyro movie. But you know what I mean. Like, I feel like there are people out there who will be like, this is stupid because that doesn't make any sense. If but Liam to- Neeson used more of his brain, I'd believe it, but not Scarlett right. Johansson. But they'll totally accept it if they're like, okay, this is a crazy comic book world. I take that. That's fine. And I think that this is just a movie where it's a crazy comic book world and it goes in crazy weird directions that you didn't expect where Lucy literally like basically becomes God by the end of the so, movie. Wait, spoiler alert. So what you're saying is Lucy is Dan's pick for best picture of 2015? Yeah, that's what okay. I'm saying. That's You've not paraphrased me in any way. <laughs> Lucy okay. in the sky with Dan McCoy. No, I'm just saying like it's a fun, dumb movie. Like It's dumb, but it's dumb in like a way that is smart visually. Fun dot 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 smart, says Dan McCoy of the Flophouse. It's fast. It's... Fast Less dot dot not, furious dot dot Dan McCoy. <laughs> it's fewer than 90 minutes. It's enjoyable. Fewer than 90 minutes <laughs> raves Dan McCoy of the Flophouse. <laughs> I mean, you're you're acting as if you're making fun of me, but uh, it is a qualified recommendation. I'm not saying it's like fucking Citizen Kane. I'm just saying it's... Like Citizen Kane, says Dan McCoy <laughs> fun of movie. the Flophouse. All right, go fuck yourself. Dot, 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 like Citizen Kane. Go fuck yourselves, Elliot. Go dot 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 to Lucy, says Dan McCoy. Go dot 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 end of the sentence, says Dan McCoy of the Flophouse. Uh, I'm going to recommend a movie that is maybe the exact opposite of Lucy, and that is a, uh, in some ways, semi documentary. It's called Busey. It's called, <laughs> it's called Busey. <laughs> and it's a story about Gary Busey <laughs> using 100% of his brain oh, to make no. the movie Ginger Dead Man. <laughs> anyway, it's, it's called, uh, whatever. Anyway, so, uh, and it is a, this is, the movie I'd like to recommend is called Downhill Racer. Uh, it's a movie from the 60s. Michael Ritchie? Michael Ritchie film. Michael Ritchie who has had, had one of the strangest careers in Brother in of filmmaking. Lionel Richie, right? Uh, yes, exactly. Bad News Bears, uh, Smile, yeah. Prime Cut. Yep. He made it? a bunch of, a ton of, The Candidate, like he made a ton of good movies and then he also made a ton of terrible movies like Cops and Robertsons, you know. Yeah. But uh, it's a Michael Ritchie film with uh, Robert Redford and Gene Hackman about the exciting world of competitive, competitive downhill skiing racing, which, ask me, am I interested in skiing? No, I am not. I find it stupid and i'm not interested in it but the movie managed to make it 
took my knee from me. Yeah, Dan. <laughs> yeah, Dan has a has a particular hatred for it. But this is a movie that manages to make it seem interesting and exciting, less so for the, the characters. It's about a young guy who is a very talented skier and kind of finds himself turning his it's back on... the only on, way they can, he can save the rec center. Yeah, exactly. He finds himself turning his back on basically everyone else in his life in his drive to get to the Olympics and win a gold medal in downhill skiing. And he's not a likable character. He's not supposed to be a likable character. It's one of these late 60s movies about an unlikable guy. But the scenes of them preparing for skiing and the life of these guys as they travel around to different ski tournaments in Europe and everything becomes really fascinating and it feels like a thinly fictionalized documentary in a lot of ways. And the skiing scenes are really amazing, especially for the time, like the way they were able to get certain shots and the way they mix the sound to get the experience across. So uh, I would recommend it for anyone who doesn't want to go skiing but wants to vaguely know what it's like to go skiing. Downhill Racer. Also, the sequel, Downhill Eraserhead. Three completely non-qualified recommendations. Yep. I, I thought mine was a really good movie. You loved yours. And, of course, Dan referred to Lucy as dot, 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 like Citizen Kane. <laughs> Go, dot, 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 end of sentence. <laughs> dot, 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 fewer than 90 minutes. Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> Go, dot, 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 says Dan, says Dan McCoy. Go, Twice. dot, 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 yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> to see Lucy. I'm supposed to take I'm someone else. Did I specify? I wasn't telling them that other people should go. Other people should go, says Dan McCoy. Go. Glad I was. That's the part where you sound like Yoda. Glad I was that Yo- that Lucy I saw. All right. Well, uh, this has been a very sexy episode of the Flop House. Maybe the sexiest. Mm-hmm. Um, Actually, it's maybe one of the less sexy episodes of the Flophouse. I hope that uh, you've achieved climax by the time <laughs> that we uh, sign off, which is now. I'm Dan McCoy. You should have begun masturbating at the start of the episode, and now you may come at the sound of the beep. Beep. Oh, that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> should, I have, should I have said uh, release? Yes. Oh, sorry. Okay. Full release. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess you? I'm, st- oh man, I'm Stuart. <laughs> and ashamed as always, I'm Elliot Kalen. Good night, everyone. Stuart wouldn't even say his last name. Jizz, jizz, tons of jizz. <laughs> what are you I'm doing? all over no, out of my dick. Horrible. So I was, I was watching, uh, I was watching The Daily Show so yesterday. So I says to Mabel, I says, I says. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> and I liked how you guys had Tom Brokaw on. Oh, wait, he's here right now. It's me, Tom Brokaw. It's, it's not <laughs> bad. It's not no, a it's bad. Not it's not as but <laughs> Greatest to, generation. Compared to the other. <laughs> More like the fleecing of America. That's me. Tom Brokaw. The greatest generation. No, that's more it took me forever to get Jimmy here. Stewart, I yeah. had to walk. This is Jimmy Stewart. It's higher pitch. Well, it's good to meet you. I'm Tom Brokaw. I had to walk the whole way. I like don't a, take the subway train. deeper Jimmy Stewart with a little bit more yeah, strong color. It's me, Tom Brokaw. It's Tom Brokaw. Welcome to if God NBC wanted me to travel. <laughs> if God wanted me to travel in tunnels in the ground... He would have made me shy halud. <laughs> it's just like that scene in the trip. <laughs> <laughs> just By like the way, scene I, in the trip. I just read Dune. It's great. <laughs> I consider myself kind of a mod dip of NBC News. Uh, 
the greatest generation. Uh, and you do a good Tom Brokaw. Oh, thanks. Hey, thanks. I'll add that to thanks. my. I was talking to Dan. Too. You have two voices you do now. What if Tom Brokaw was on a date with Michael Caine? <laughs> I think it would end in disappointment. <laughs> oh, all right, because they're both straight gentlemen. Well, I was thinking because uh, Michael Caine would would not be able to last very long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm used to a longer lasting lover. <laughs> I'm afraid that you were just too erotic for me. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tom. I spilled my seed almost immediately. <laughs> the shawl in my hair. <laughs> do, you have, do, you, do you have some kind of comb to get it out of my hair? Now, please leave. Maybe, maybe, maybe peanut butter. This is not. This is not. This is not a serious relationship, Tom. This is a one-night stand. Would you just take your things and go? But I didn't even get a nut. <laughs> the ad said no names, except we're both quite famous. So it was very hard to avoid us knowing each other's names.